Are you someone who is fascinated by all the pregnancy, childbirth, and motherhood stuff few people talk about because they're too embarrassed? If so, welcome to the motherload of all things taboo, or at least really wild and interesting. The Asking for a Pregnant Friend podcast is based off the book of the same name and dives in to all of the pregnancy, birth, and mothering topics that make many people blush or scratch their heads. I do all the boring research so you don't have to and bring you interviews with the leading experts and the topics I cover. I also share all the things about myself, Bailey Gaddis. I'm all about TMI. You'll also hear stories from brave women who gave permission to have their stories shared. So come along, my friend, on a journey into the beautiful underbelly of making, growing, and raising babies. Sadly, we live in a culture that has historically valued a flat stomach and slim thighs almost above all else. So it can be really, really normal for pregnant women to feel uncomfortable and unattractive as their body begins to shift. And, you know, even women who never had body issues can have physical insecurities during pregnancy. And one of the causes of a lot of this insecurity is, you know, the rapid speed at which these changes happen. You know, we barely have time to to integrate with all of these physical changes. You know, it's like one morning we wake up and it looks like somebody drew a line down our belly button with a brown sharpie and then our fingers become too puffy and we can't fit our rings on. Our nose has gotten whiter and squishier. And then, oh, yay, now none of our clothes fit. I mean, it's just like, bam, bam, bam. All these changes happen so fast. And really, they don't stop for at least 12 months or so. Um, Because again, we keep having really intense changes even after the baby comes out. So yeah, this would throw any pregnant person. And You know, if you're thinking, well, there's like tons of women out there, especially on social media that just talk about how much they love their pregnant body and that they're not bothered by the changes that they embrace them. You know, what's up with those ladies? But let me, let me tell you something. Like while those women probably aren't lying, they probably don't feel like that all the time. I can almost guarantee that they at least have moments when they look in the mirror and might feel a little bit of insecurity when they notice, you know, some fresh cellulite or stretch marks, other things that are totally normal during pregnancy. So don't, please don't feel bad if you're surrounded by messages of other women just like loving their pregnant bodies, because I really believe that no one can escape a bit of insecurity. But some of us can experience crippling insecurity during that time. And that's who I'm really focusing on in in this episode, um, because I was one of them. Um, I did not experience that in my first pregnancy with my son, but with the pregnancy with my daughter, Grace, who's almost a year old, um, I had, yeah, crippling insecurity. So this all started for me, you know, really back in high school. And, and that's the thing for those of us who have 
struggled with body image issues on and off throughout life, pregnancy, the changes we have during pregnancy can be so incredibly triggering. So when I was in high school, I was convinced that if I was just skinny enough, everything that I ever wanted would happen. You know, like my my skinny body would be my fairy godmother. So, you know, in pursuit of this totally logical dream, I would starve myself, then I would binge, then I would starve, then I would binge. So it was kind of like my own unique form of an eating disorder. And finally, I did get help um, and saw a therapist. I got it under control. I began, you know, actually loving my body at at least most of the time. Um, But yeah, then I got pregnant with my son and it was, it was good. As I just said, like some insecurities, I thought, okay, great. Got through that. Like pregnancy doesn't really trigger me that much. It doesn't bring back my, my body issues. But then grace came. And when I began showing, all I could focus on was how my hips were spreading and, you know, how those abs that I had worked so hard for were like becoming Play-Doh and my butt, which had always pretty much been a pancake, was becoming like a lumpy pancake. And I felt really bad about myself. And this led me to believe that my husband would never, ever want to have sex with me again. He desperately tried to convince me otherwise, but nothing worked. I, yeah, I felt really bad about myself. Um, And I knew all these things. I knew all the things I'm about to tell you, and it was still hard. So um, I'm not trying to say that I have all these magical answers, but I have things that at least can help. And yeah, this all made me feel discouraged and resentful, especially resentful, um, you know, towards my husband because he got to have a baby without dealing with any of the physical changes or feeling like he lost all sex appeal. But I was also a little bit resentful towards my baby. You know, I felt like I was giving up every fiber of my body and desirability for her. And while I really didn't feel that bad about resenting my husband, um, you know, I mean, really, why can't men experience at least a couple of contractions? Uh, but, but I hated, I hated that I felt even a tinge of resentment against or towards my baby, you know, that I could feel anything but love for her was horrifying to me. And yeah, so I got... I was hit with that whammy of not loving my body and also feeling so incredibly guilty for resenting my baby just a little bit. Um, but, but I worked my way out of it. So one thing that helped was the image enhancing, you know, tools of exercising a bit, getting back into therapy, Um, And this weird stand naked in front of the mirror exercise that I'm going to get to in a few minutes. You know, through this, I finally realized that an unconditional love for my child could live in harmony with a little bit of resentment and annoyance. You know, thoughts of our children are not always going to cause hearts to pop out of our eyes. And that is okay. And yeah, you know, we can save ourselves a world of self-inflicted emotional torture later down the road by giving ourselves the grace now 
for having feelings about our babies that aren't always rosy. And of course, if these thoughts turn violent in any way, please alert your medical care provider because that can be a sign of a major issue. But, you know, if you're just feeling a little bit irked that your baby's giving you some fresh stretch marks, you're you're probably all good. And and you're not alone. Again, you're part of a tribe of strong, radiant, amazing women who also feel so many feels about their body and their baby. Okay, so what are some things we can do about this? So while training your mind to sprinkle grace over, you know, the whole range of emotions about how baby is impacting your body, your body image, your sensuality, you can also give yourself some physiological support by asking your care provider about starting or, you know, continuing an exercise program. Because exercise, it not only, you know, strengthens the body for birth, but it also helps to release endorphins that can elevate our mood and help us see our bodies in a more attractive light. And you can increase the benefits of exercise by doing a bit of it outside, you know, because the combination of fresh air, vitamin D and movement really is magic. Obviously, you don't want to do it during the hottest part of the day, you want to make sure you're in the shade, you know, be safe, stay cool, drink lots and lots of water during any form of exercise. But again, especially if you're doing it outside. Okay, so in addition to that, you want to eat mindfully. So think about you know, what you're eating, because certain foods can actually exaggerate the anxiety and depression that can sometimes be triggered by by body image stressors. And then others can actually enhance our energy and mood. So not surprisingly, soda, other high sugar drinks, uh, pretty much anything with high fructose corn syrup, white bread, too much caffeine and fried foods can all make us feel kind of blah or a bit anxious. And then on the flip side, foods like whole grains, chickpeas, Brazil nuts, eggs, omega-3 fatty acids, foods high in antioxidants like like berries, and probiotic-rich foods like yogurt and kefir can all elevate, again, our mood and give us this really wonderful balanced energy, not like that spike in energy that we get from caffeine, but this like really lovely, consistent form of energy. And so make sure your diet supports any special circumstances that you might have by just running the diet plan you have by your care provider. Again, next, stand naked in front of a mirror. (laughs) If you're like, hell no, Uh, hear me out. So Something so this can help you release body shame and increase your feelings of sexiness if when you're standing in front of this mirror, you just start by finding just one area of your body that you love. And, you know, after you find that area and literally like it can be as small as like your lips or a smooth 
patch of skin at the bottom of your neck. You know, just really, really focus on it and allow yourself to fill with thoughts about how beautiful that area is and how appreciative you are that it's nourished by, by blood and oxygen and all the other miraculous functions of the body. And each time you do this, find a new area to focus on. And so the point of all of this is to start training the mind to shift your focus away from the parts of your body that you don't like, and these are usually the parts that we obsess over, right? Um, and realize that your body is actually covered in so much beauty. And yes, this exercise is super uncomfortable in the beginning because the act of, you know, immediately homing in on cellulite or extra padding everywhere. It's ingrained in us. But but if you commit to pushing past that discomfort and the inclination to body shame, you can slowly move into a space of like adoration really for, for your body and create a whole new positive body image. Finally, seek therapy. So, you know, for those of us who have struggled with eating disorders or exercise addiction, which, you know, is often tied into a lot of eating disorders, pregnancy can trigger old thought patterns. So you really want to give yourself the customized, professional, emotional support that you really you deserve by finding a therapist that you trust and connect with. And a good therapist, they can offer really amazing support for integrating with your changing body and figuring out how to fall in love with it, at least some of the time. And they can also help you work through any you know, uncomfortable feelings that you might have towards your baby. So while it doesn't feel great to not love your pregnant body, there are ways to not just come to terms with it, but to a start to appreciate it or even love it. If you can like, subscribe, comment, that would be so incredibly helpful. That will allow me to keep providing this content for you guys. All right. Love you. Is pregnancy or early motherhood making you feel other than? Is it triggering all sorts of weird emotional and physical stuff you are sure no one else is going through? If so, get your copy of Asking for a Pregnant Friend, 101 Answers to Questions Women Are Too Embarrassed to Ask About Pregnancy, Childbirth, and Early Motherhood. This book is like the modern-day Dear Abby for pregnant women and new moms who want to get straight yet loving answers to the pregnancy, birth, and mothering questions they're too afraid to ask, those questions that make you blush. You can get your copy of Asking for a Pregnant Friend on Amazon or from Barnes & Noble, Target, and everywhere else books are sold. Whoa, whoa, whoa.